And in order to change, you need to embrace change. You need to see challenges as an opportunity to change, right? So for example, let's say you've been working out for four months consistently, you've been doing really well, you're killing your workouts, and you have a shoulder injury, right? A fixed mindset would immediately have negative thoughts. Like, this always happens to me, I always get injured. This is why I, I don't work out, right? That's a fixed mindset. That is not helpful. A positive mindset would see that injury as, yes, it's a setback, it's unfortunate that I'm injured, but it's perhaps an opportunity for me to improve my technique, right? So that I don't get injured next time. Maybe it's an opportunity for me to get better at other physical activities that don't require me using my shoulder, right? Maybe instead of the next weightlifting for the next three months, I'm gonna play more basketball. What's up, friends? I hope you guys are all having an absolutely wonderful day. Welcome back to the show. Today we're going to be talking about a really cool topic, which often doesn't get discussed enough, which is strategies to help you overcome obstacles in your health and fitness journey. Because let's face it, we all face obstacles in our journey, whatever it may be, right? Whether it's like personal development, health and fitness, business, etc. There are obstacles along the way. And I guess some of these things that I'm going to be talking about today are going to be contextualized for health and fitness, weight loss specifically, but these principles can really carry over and be used to these different other aspects of your life as well. Before we get into it, if you guys are enjoying the podcast so far, I would appreciate if you took a second to rate the podcast. Hopefully you leave a five-star review um, or five, yeah, five-star rating, I should say, and review the podcast if you've been enjoying the content. Honestly, this is the only thing I can ask of you. I do these episodes completely for free. They take a ton of time. They take a ton of effort. And if you just took a second to review and rate the podcast, it would help me a ton. If you're on YouTube watching, hello. <laughs> you're one of the few people that see my face while recording these episodes. I would appreciate if you liked this video and subscribed to the channel. And for those of you guys that are new, perhaps listening to the first or second episode so far, don't worry, don't leave a rating yet because you probably don't have a good idea of what this podcast is about. But I'll say this, if you continue listening and you enjoy the podcast, the best way to give back is by leaving a review and rating. It really does help me a ton. It helps my content grow and it helps me reach more people. Thank you. Anyways, let's go ahead and jump right into it. So oftentimes we talk about how to develop a plan, right? Like, hey, if you want to lose fat, if you want to build muscle, like these are the things that you need to do, right? And that's great. Right? You need to have a, uh, an effective plan to help you move in the right direction, right? But a plan is really just a starting place. You're going to experience different obstacles along the way. Everybody's obstacles are different because we're all different people and we all have different experiences. But we need to learn how to um, overcome these obstacles, right? Because the reason everybody fails to achieve their health or everybody who has failed to achieve a particular goal is because somewhere along their journey, they experience some sort of setback um, or some sort of roadblock and they were unable to overcome it, right? Maybe it's that their plan was the incorrect plan. Maybe is that it's that their plan wasn't or their goal wasn't that important to them, or maybe it's the fact that they didn't have the appropriate tools or strategies to help them overcome that roadblock, okay? 
So what I'm hoping to do with this episode, guys, is give you essentially step-by-step process that you can use to overcome obstacles whenever you do encounter them, which inevitably you will, right? The first thing that we need to do, or the first thing that you need to do, is identify the obstacle, right? We cannot address something unless we clearly identify it, right? And when it comes to health and fitness, um, there's a couple of common obstacles that people encounter. For example, cravings, right? If you have cravings at night, um, that can be difficult for some people because they're trying to stick to their overall diet plan, but they keep caving into their cravings and having, I don't know, 500 calories worth of chocolate before bed. Some people may be struggling with motivation, which is extremely common, right? Some people struggle with not knowing what to do because they know they need to eat healthy, but they don't really know what they need to do. If that's the case, listen to this podcast and go back and listen to all the previous episodes. But in general, it's it's incredibly important to identify the obstacle that you're encountering and be hyper-specific with it, right? Because the more specific with it you are, the more specifically you can address it, right? And when we address things and we come up with a game plan to help overcome that obstacle, it's important to be as specific as possible. So for example, instead of just saying, I have cravings for sweets, you can say, I overeat sweets at night. That's a little bit more specific. You can get a little bit more specific than that, right? Maybe it's on specific days. Maybe it's, you know, most of the week I'm fine, but when I have a very stressful day at work on Wednesdays and Fridays and I get home at 10 p.m., I can't help myself. I go into the pantry and I eat 500 calories worth of chocolate, right? That is a hyper-specific obstacle. So the first thing you want to do is identify the obstacle and define it as specifically as possible because then you can address it, right? The next step is not even addressing it, but it's having the appropriate mindset to help you overcome that specific obstacle, right? And mindset can kind of be broken down into some some like different topics. The first thing that's important to discuss is the importance of having a growth mindset. And having a growth mindset essentially means seeing obstacles as opportunities for improvements rather than setbacks, right? As I mentioned, we all experience different obstacles. And if every time you experience an obstacle, you have thoughts like, see, this is the world working against me. I'm destined to fail. This is so difficult. I can't improve, etc. That is what we call having a fixed mindset. And a fixed mindset is not helpful because if you want to improve your health and your fitness, you need to change. And in order to change, you need to embrace change. You need to see challenges as an opportunity to change, right? So for example, let's say you've been working out for four months consistently. You've been doing really well. You're killing your workouts and you have a shoulder injury, right? A fixed mindset would immediately have negative thoughts, right? This always happens to me. I always get injured. This is why I, I don't work out, right? That's a fixed mindset. That is not helpful. A positive mindset would see that injury as, yes, it's a setback. It's unfortunate that I'm injured, but it's perhaps an opportunity for me to improve my technique, right? So that I don't get injured next time. Maybe it's an opportunity for me to get better at other physical activities that don't require me using my shoulder, right? Maybe instead of the next weightlifting for the next three months, I'm going to play more basketball. I guess that works on your shoulder too, but play more soccer or something, right? A growth mindset is essentially a way of thinking that encourages you to problem solve around challenges and see them as opportunities to grow rather than setbacks. It's it's paramount, 
for you to achieve your health and fitness goals to think this way, right? Second is not thinking dichotomously, not thinking that everything is white or black, good or bad, yes or no, right? Because doing so is not helpful because you're not going to be perfect. You're going to do things incorrectly even when you try your best, right? Let's say you have this uh, constant battle with cravings at night and let's say you used to, you know, go in the pantry and destroy 500 calories of chocolate, like I was mentioning, like five times a week, right? And you're working on this and you're improving, but you're still doing it like three or two times a week, right? Somebody who thinks dichotomously black or white still thinks I'm messing up. I'm doing bad. I can't do this, right? Whereas being more flexible and understanding that there is more of a gray area allows you to focus on the fact that you are slowly improving, right? I'm not doing this five times a week, even though it's a behavior I'm trying to change, I'm doing it twice a week, right? So not thinking dichotomously, not thinking of things as good or bad, understanding that there is a transitionary period that is required to actually change your behaviors and your behaviors are going to change slowly. They're not going to happen overnight. You're not either going to do something or not do something. You are likely going to do something that you're not wanting to do and you want to stop doing that and you're slowly over time going to do it less and less and less. And it's important to not beat yourself up when you have a small setback, right? And that's why having a growth mindset and not thinking dichotomously is incredibly important. And the third thing there is having self-compassion, right? Again, it just goes back to not beating yourself up when you mess up because we all mess up. If you strive for, I mean, I guess striving for perfection is not a bad thing, but expecting to be perfect is a bad thing because you're not going to be perfect with these things. And when you mess up, if you simply beat yourself up about it mentally, you're just adding unnecessary stress and it's going to make it more harder for, for you to stick to your game plan because it's not going to be as enjoyable. You're going to start resenting uh, improving your health and your fitness and it's just going to be way more likely that you fall off track, okay? So having the appropriate mindset is incredibly important. Adopting a growth mindset, seeing setbacks as opportunities or challenges to improve, not thinking dichotomously, not thinking of things as black or white and understanding that there's a transition period there is more of a gray zone, right? Things are not just black and white. And three, having self-compassion and not beating yourself up about the fact that you slightly messed up, right? Once you are in the correct headspace and you have the appropriate mindset, you then need to reassess your game plan and come up with strategies to help you overcome the specific obstacles that you are experiencing, right? The way that I like to do this is by setting small habits that help you break that uh, behavior, right? Or help you overcome that obstacle. And it depends on what the obstacle is, right? Because if you're just struggling with something like motivation, there are some things that you can do too. But like, I'm talking about objective setback, setbacks here, like going back to the cravings at night pantry thing, right? Once you identify the setback or the things that you're struggling with, once you're in the right mindset, now we need to come up with strategies, right? So let's talk about this specific scenario. And this is a scenario that I've experienced with a number of clients of mine. Um, cravings at night, that's something that most people struggle with. A lot of people struggle with this, right? What are some useful behaviors that you can do to try to reduce that behavior? And the first thing to really think about is the fact that you, it's hard to just cold turkey stop doing something that you do regularly, but it's a lot easier to replace it with another behavior, right? So if you're hungry at night, 
maybe we swap out the snack that you're having rather than trying to remove it all together, right? So let's say you have X amount of calories worth of, uh, you know, chocolate and candy and stuff before going to bed. One of the strategies that I like using with my clients, and this is one that I use all the time, is having a protein shake before having that, right? So let's say you get home from work, you are not even thinking, you come home, you're stressed, immediately go to the pantry and you have whatever, right? The reason why it's so important to identify the thing you're struggling with, first and foremost, is because most people partake in the behavior without even thinking about it. It's habitual, right? And habits are things that you do distinctly. And so it's important to identify it and then come up with behaviors that help you replace that, right? So if you come home, you think about the fact that, oh, snap, this is typically when I go in the pantry and grab a ton of chocolate. Well, now you can implement other behaviors. Now, if you come home and you have a scoop of protein powder with like 16 ounces of water and you drink that and now you wait 15 minutes, you're probably going to not crave those foods as much, right? And then it's the whole idea of being flexible and not being black or white. If you have the protein shake and you drink the 16 ounces of water and you've waited 15 minutes and you still want that food, go ahead and have some, right? But I've realized that one of two things happens. When you implement one of these strategies, you either, one, don't crave the food anymore and you just don't have it, or two, you still have it, but you have it at a much smaller quantity, right? So the person who thinks dichotomously would be like, man, I still had some chocolate, I messed up. Whereas the person who thinks more flexibly thinks, okay, I had a little bit of chocolate, but it was less than I typically have. This strategy that I'm using of having some protein before snacking is really helping. Let me continue doing that, right? That is the person who is self-compassionate, doesn't think dichotomously, has a growth mindset. And then after you implement some of these behaviors or habits that you identify are going to help you with the things that you're struggling with, you need to have strategies to help you stay accountable with that behavior. Because how many times have we tried to uh, develop healthy behaviors and we just don't do it because we don't have ways of holding ourselves accountable, right? I can think of a number of, of, of things that I've struggled with personally. But one of the things that I've struggled with personally is like, even like writing my to-do list first thing every morning, right? That's a habit that helps me tremendously. When I write my to-do list, I'm 1,000 times more productive. Obviously, that's an exaggeration, but I'm way more productive, right? However, every time I'm going to take on that behavior... I do it for a couple of days and then it kind of slips away. And then I think about it again and I start doing it, right? And that in of itself is not thinking dichotomously because again, I'm not trying to be perfect right off the bat. I understand that, you know, there slip ups happen. I forget to do it. It's not something that I uh, have been doing habitually my whole life. So it's hard to develop that behavior, but I get back on track and I start doing it again. And I do it pretty regularly now, right? First thing I do in, my mor in the morning when I sit on my desk is write my to-do list. One thing that has helped me is having systems that help keep you accountable. One of the things that I try to do now is when I finish my work day, I have my desk is a whiteboard essentially, it's glass and you can write on it with uh, dry erase markers and I write on my desk write your to-do list. Right? So when I come into my office first thing in the morning, that's the first thing I see on my desk. So what do I do? I wipe it off and then I pull out my planner and I write my to-do list for the day. Right? So having ways to hold yourself accountable one useful thing is having a habit tracker. You can download a habit tracker off uh, Google for, and you can have it on Excel for free. There's a ton of apps that are very useful habit trackers that'll send you a notification in the morning or whenever to do your habit. You could have a calendar on your fridge or somewhere in your house that's visible every day and you write down the habits that you have to do. You can gamify it by giving yourself a certain reward after you complete the habit, which makes it more likely for you to achieve the habit and if it's something that you really, really, really struggle with, you've been doing these things already and you still 
struggle with it, you could think about, you know, hiring a coach. That's essentially what I do with my clients. I help them develop a game plan that's going to help them achieve their health and fitness goal, but then I help keep them accountable. I help them adjust their plan. I help them identify the things they're struggling. So hiring a coach can be incredibly important if that's in your financial capabilities, right? You could have a conversation with friends and family to get them on board with what you're trying to do to help keep you accountable. But it's incredibly important for you to have systems that are going to help keep you accountable with the habits that you're trying to develop to help you break the behaviors or the obstacles that you're experiencing along your health and fitness journey. Okay. Hey guys, some of you may not know that I'm the scientific advisor for a supplement company called Outwork Nutrition. I help with the formulation of new products to help ensure that they're effective and backed by science. Unlike many other supplement companies out there, we don't rely on exaggerated claims or flashy marketing tactics. Instead, we let the science speak for itself. We take pride in formulating products that deliver real results, helping you achieve your fitness goals in a meaningful way. If you're in the market for supplements like protein powder, pre-workout, or recovery products, make sure to check us out at outworknutrition.com. And as a thank you for being an avid listener of this podcast, use code Joey for an exclusive discount at checkout. You can find a link to our website down in the description of this podcast episode. Remember, our goal is to empower you with science-backed supplements that truly make a difference choose outwork nutrition and elevate your fitness to new heights so far we you know we've talked about identifying the issue right having the appropriate mindset to tackle the issue three developing a game plan to help improve or overcome the issue four being able to have systems in place that are going to keep you accountable with those habits and then five is the importance of celebrating small victories along the way because celebrating small victories along the way is going to help make that habit stick, right? If you positive, if you use positive reinforcement, if you encourage yourself positively, the things that you're doing are going to become more enjoyable. So you're going to be more likely to actually stick with them, right? For me, the positive reinforcement of making my to-do list is seeing how much more I get done. And then seeing how much more I get done in less time gives me more time to enjoy with my family. It makes me more productive with work, which means that I'm doing better financially, which means that I'm doing better and making more progress in all the things that I'm trying to accomplish in my professional life. And I remind myself of those things daily, right? I remind myself of all of the positive things because then it just encourages me to do more of the things that I'm doing because I have a positive association with it. It feels good, right? Like life is all about running away from difficulties and running towards pleasure, right? So if you can make these things more pleasurable and less uncomfortable, and one of the ways you can do that is by celebrating these small victories, then you're more likely to achieve it, right? And ways that I like to celebrate small victories, there's two things I like to do. One, positive affirmations. I know it sounds super silly for a lot of people, but like really take a minute or two every day to think about how the things that you're doing are positively affecting you and getting you closer to your goal and feeling happy about that, right? If you went through the week, you know, let's say you go through the week and, and you lost half a pound. So many people say, oh, I only lost half a pound. That's not, that's not a positive way of thinking, right? You should think, wow, I lost half a pound. The work that I'm putting in is working, right? That's thinking positively and that has profound benefits on your overall ability to achieve your goals and maintain it. And second to that is actually setting like rewards for yourself when you achieve particular goals, right? So setting short-term goals and then having a certain reward for yourself, whether it's, you know, 
uh, buying yourself something you've been wanting for a while or whatever it is, but having an objective reward that you give yourself when you achieve set goal. And then when you give yourself that reward, it just makes it more enjoyable. So you're more likely to stick with the habits that you're doing, which makes it uh, more likely that you're not going to be experiencing those obstacles as frequently, which means that you're making better progress towards your weight loss goals or your health goals, right? And it's all essentially a positive feedback loop. And these are things that, you know, I've helped a number of clients really achieve. And I, I essentially wanted to share one success story in particular that uh, I experienced with a client of mine recently, right? Because we've been working on all of these healthy things. He's been doing really, really well. And I think I've shared this story before, but my client, it was about three months of us working together and he had lost considerable weight, I think 20, 30 pounds, something like that at that time frame. And he had been at home, pretty controlled his diet, working on all the healthy behaviors we've been working on. And he was going to be going to his brother's wedding. And he was really nervous because previously he's never been able to control himself in a social setting like that, right? In a big event. So usually he would eat a ton of food and then re feel really bad about his behaviors. And we had a conversation about this. And I was like, listen, first thing is our mindset, right? Really? Because we had already identified the, the obstacle. The obstacle was the wedding. It was coming up, right? And so I was like, listen, understand that you don't have to be perfect here. It's okay if you screw up a little bit. It's okay if you eat a little bit more than you typically do. We're not thinking about things as black or white here. It's not you either did well or didn't do well. The goal is to do a little bit better than you have previously, right? And every time you experience one of these things, do a little bit better than the time you did previously. And if you have a setback, it's okay. Continue to work towards these things. I encouraged him to think of this situation as an opportunity to learn rather than being scared of the situation. That's where the growth mindset comes in, right? Think of this wedding as an opportunity for you to practice all of the things we've been working on in a controlled setting and now a less controlled setting. And then three, we came up with some very simple strategies, simple habits that he could implement to help him stay relatively on track during the wedding. We talked about, you know, making sure you have some good amounts of protein and some veggies when you have the meal at the wedding, allow yourself to have some drinks, but maybe setting a limit, some behaviors around physical activity. So he was active during the wedding, some very basic things, some very small habits. And what happened when he came back, he told me it was the first time he's ever felt in control, right? And yes, he ate more food than he typically does, but he didn't feel bad about it. And then we talked about how important that in itself is and how much of a, of a win that is, right? So there is the positive reinforcement, celebrating the small victory of the fact that he went to a wedding and had full control over his behaviors and did not feel bad about the fact that he ate more food than he typically does, right? So we essentially implemented this plan, right? Identifying the issue, going to a wedding, having the appropriate mindset. Don't think you have to be perfect. You're probably going to eat a little bit more than usual. That's okay. Embrace this as an opportunity to grow. Three, implement a game plan. You know, we, I just mentioned some of the things that we implemented and four, celebrate doing well. That is essentially how you need to approach every single obstacle. This is a micro scale. This is one specific situation, but you can apply this way of thinking. You can apply this methodology to every obstacle that you encounter. And like I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, this methodology could really be used for any area of your life, not just health and fitness, okay? Anyways, guys, that's pretty much gonna sum it up for this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed so far. If you guys have any follow-up questions to the episode, you guys know where to reach me. You can send me an email. You can reach me on Instagram. I'm always happy to connect with you all and provide any feedback to any questions that you may have. Again, if you guys 
are interested in perhaps working with me one-on-one to help you achieve your health and fitness goals, the link is going to be in the bio. Go over to fitforlife.health and submit an inquiry to work with me for one-on-one coaching. I take three to five clients every month. So if I'm already full for this month, I apologize ahead of time, but I'll make sure to put you on a wait list for next month. And at least we can have a conversation going about your goals and how we would get started with a game plan that's going to set you on the right path to achieve your goals. Okay. Anyways, everybody have a wonderful day and I'll catch you during next week's episode. See ya.